turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Yep, and to think, I used to be a liberal too. These children are influenced to believe that they may be the wrong gender. People are finally getting it because the mass media has not been reporting on this accurately. It's only through conservative-leaning and Christian outlets that are actually telling the truth about the body. The books today that you're talking about, they're just much more militant, and they're targeting even younger children. Because I know that lots of people have had it up to here. They have had it up to here with this agenda, with the targeting of their children. Our past silence as the church in America has reaped these horrific consequences that we're living through now. Yep, and to think, I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to listen to our four-minute daily commentaries right here Monday through Friday on the Word Columbus at 1020 a.m. Eastern Time. And also be sure to check out all our resources for parents and grandparents who want to be watchful about the culture's influence on your kids. And you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. Have you been wishing and hoping that something would be done about the gender medical experiments on children and the promotion in schools and elsewhere of gender distortion to our kids. Well, there's a bill right now at the Ohio State House that addresses many of our concerns in this area. And here to talk with me about this today is Maria Polaris of the Cardinal Support Network. And welcome back to Mission America Radio, Maria. Thank you so much for having me. Well, first of all, Maria, tell our listeners about Cardinal Support Network. So Cardinal Support Network is a parent volunteer Ohio network of families that have quite a bit of experience with their own children who are gender confused and um, or they're young adults. So we started out to be a handful of parents and we mushroomed to over 50 parents across Ohio in the last couple of years. So the website, we just felt like we needed it because we couldn't keep up with everything that was happening, um, and we couldn't keep up with all the parents looking for therapists. That's the first thing they're looking for is somebody they can trust. So we just started building a a network. It's like an underground network, and we shouldn't have to do that to find the right help for our kids. 
So, and it so also it's, has just the background of this whole transgender trend and, and what's happening in the, in the medical community too. Well, so it's, uh, your website is cardinalsupportnetwork.com, correct? That's right. Yep. And Cardinal is basically because it's the state bird of Ohio. Is that right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There are okay. Cardinal truths though. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> as far as our bodies, so a lot of people read into that, um, and and we don't deny it. You know, we have parents who are religious in our group. We have parents who are Democrats in our group. Uh, we have parents who don't really have a faith um, in our group. So we really reach out and we welcome all parents to our group because we're all in agreement that this ideology is dangerous for our kids, and and we just can't be sitting down and not doing anything about it and just letting them take our kids and do what they want with our kids. Right. And, and uh, promoting and Mm -hmm. justifying uh, what is basically myth-based medical quackery and, and letting our kids be guinea pigs for something that's become just a trendy, Mm -hmm. trendy uh, fad in medicine, but our kids are the ones who are suffering, correct? Absolutely. Yeah, and, and with social media, they're saying the smartphone, when that was introduced, this basically became popular with the smartphone because they're, these kids are getting access to all these sites that are going to, they're telling lies about their bodies and, and you know, telling them the parents are wrong. We don't know what we're talking about, you know, that it's, this is the new age thing. And, and it's just really become a dangerous social contagion, especially for teenage girls, which most of our parents that ask for help, they're all teenage girls. There's hardly any boys, which is just completely flipping the demographic of gender dysphoria. Most of the the gender dysphoric kids 10 years ago, they were little boys, you know, who would grow up to be maybe gay or effeminate boys. But, you know, they grew out of it, 85% of them or more would grow out of it with therapy. Oh, it's so a tough thing. <laughs> yeah, that this is a whole it is totally <laughs> as you said social contagion. There's so much evidence of that. These kids get on YouTube videos, they see the de- the, the transitioning videos and they are swept away into, "Oh, that's what's wrong with my adolescent angst or many other issues that are going on with kids." I mean, who who had a uh a non-traumatic adolescence, virtually none of us. And yet now today it can go in a very harmful direction. Correct? Right. Absolutely. And it's the way it's these angsty girls, you know, they are taking this on. It's like a self-protection thing. And they, some, most of them have very, something very serious going on. There could be a trauma. There could be family abuse. There could be, depression or anxiety that came first or some type of neurological developmental problems such as autism and and it, it's it's just so dangerous to say oh we yeah, i'm trans and in these children's hospitals are like oh and then they our parents are stating that they're dropping all of the helps for the depression the autism and moving straight towards hormones and transition and encouraging that and in, in some cases the hospitals are showing up in court against the parents, like in Cincinnati. And, and that's um, something very concerning. They're, basically, the, the uh, director stated that 
they transition 100% of the kids when the judge asked them. And this is, a, this is a statement in court. So she can't go back and say, I didn't say it. Um, and then, you know, also they have over 2,000 kids now in 2019 um, that their trans lobby that they're partnered with, they brag about this, and they want more kids because they, they feel like there's so many more out there. <laughs> so wow. it's, it's really sad that our medical community has just been radicalized in this, in this area. It is. And so we have this bill at the Ohio State House. It's House Bill 454, and it's called the SAFE Act. And so tell people about this bill and what SAFE stands for. Sure. It stands for Save Adolescents from Experimentation, and it basically seeks to protect minors from the medical transition and basically due to the fact that none of this studies are evidence-based as far as transitioning kids who have gender dysphoria, and the majority of them do resolve their issues and accept their bodies after natural puberty is complete, and they don't pursue medical transition as adults. Um, yeah, and so and it will be funded as well. Yes, and so there's another portion of the bill, if I'm not mistaken, that would prohibit schools uh, from promoting a, a private promotion of this um, of going straight into uh, gender transition. Uh, it would all be prohibited by this bill as well. Isn't that correct? That's correct. The teachers wouldn't be able to assist with social transition, and, and that's a key factor because really almost every parent of ours has said there's been a teacher involved. Um, there's wow. been cheering on. There's been the teacher that hands them a book or gives them a website to visit, you know, and, and this is just not acceptable. You know, they, you've got the teacher with the LGBTQ flags in their room. And, and I really think, you know, I hate to be judgmental because I think that they're, they feel like they're helping these kids. They're not right. really thinking long-term what they're doing mentally to that kid by saying, oh, yeah, you can, you can, I'll call you whatever you want. I'll call you an opposite sex hormone or pronoun, excuse me, because then that kid's thinking, oh, she thinks that I'm, there's something wrong with me, you know, so at, at a I young ha- age. I have to reveal something that I just learned in the last two days, and uh, it's gonna. I'd like you to react to this. That in the Hilliard School District, they've been having teacher training from Kaleidoscope Youth Center here in Columbus, which is one of those these uh, LGBTQ youth centers. And the teacher training person, uh, the presenter, said that if a student comes out to a teacher, either as uh, homosexual or as uh, a queer, whatever they call it, or as trans, that if the student wants confidentiality from the parent, that the teacher should keep co- keep them confidential. This was teacher training sponsored by the Hilliard City Schools. So what is your reaction to that? Uh, well, it's psychologically damaging to a child. Uh, I'm, I'm outraged by it. And, it, and, and this happens. This happens. Um, it, it's outrageous to, isn't that tr- really trafficking of a child? I mean, gender trafficking. Seriously. It's, it's yes. Grooming. <laughs> it's serious grooming, you know, and, and to tell 
a child, oh, well, your mom doesn't know, how dare they act like they are medical professionals? They don't know the family. They don't know the child. What if this is an autistic girl who states this, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Which oh, over a third have been. They've been doing some studies on these kids, um, some detransition studies, by the way. And for them to say sexual orientation or gender identity, that's confusing two very different things. You know, that, right. they're putting them next to each other in the hope that, oh, people think it's the same thing. It's not the same thing whatsoever. Well, the, very, the, the, yeah, the other piece of the, what this uh, <laughs> trainer said is that um, she was talking about something she's calling, I guess this is a new fad now that the homosexual activists are using or the LGBT groups are pushing is don't uh, fall into adultism. And that is the idea that we adults know more than kids. And she was saying that 12 year olds uh, know that we need to trust when they tell you that they have a certain identity. You know, this is totally goes against what you have found. What we are finding is that kids are influenced not only by the school, but by media. And we have this, uh, uh, explosion of especially girls who are being influenced by the media to go and harm their bodies in this way. Yes. And, you know, most five-year-olds also believe in the tooth fairy. I think my kids believed in the tooth fairy until they were 11 because I kept that going. It was a charade. It was a huge charade. It's and a big moneymaker for kids it, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, wow. I mean, you, you yeah. can get all kinds of stuff about the tooth fairy. I used to write little notes. And in fact, my oldest, when she was 10, she's like, the tooth fairy forgot. And I just thought, oh my gosh, she must have ADD. She must have ADD. Oh, let's give her another try. And you know, the next night, I'm like, oh, there's my fairy dust. I got my note, you know, um, which I'd spend tons of time on. I was just getting such a kick out of it. But if you tell your little girl, you know what, you're a little boy because you like video games and you like math, I mean, how sexist can we be? How I know. sexist can we be? And, and how many how many of us were tom- that- how many of us were tomboys? I mean, I was yeah. kind of a tomboy, and then that just naturally oh, falls too. away. Yeah, absolutely, I was too. And you know, I I hate to digress, but I grew up with a um, a boy who was my age, and he ended up being gay. And I felt very sorry for him because he didn't fit in with his group of friends at all. And we would knit together and we did art together and he played Barbies with me. Um, But, you know, he was going through a really tough time. And a lot of these kids, these detransitioners, were saying, I was gay, you know, or I was a lesbian. So not only are they really, they're just preying on the LGB community, to be honest, by saying, oh, well, you're not going to fit into society. So as a girl, you get to take testosterone so you can look like a boy and therefore kind of look like you're a heterosexual couple to society to fit in. I mean, it's right. very sick. Very sick. Right. Well, well, we are, you know, we, I Sorry. have a, take a very strong stand on the homosexuality issue as well. Yeah. But there's definitely <laughs> confusion between the two. Uh, we want to talk more. Of, we're going to have to take a break. The first segment here went really fast. Uh, when sure. we're coming uh, back uh, soon, we'll talk more with Maria Polaris and uh, get into more about the bill and then the issue of what is the medical harm 
that these experiments are causing that both the opposite sex, sex hormones, puberty blockers for little, uh, smaller children, and surgeries are being done on minor children, gender surgeries, and that trend is going to continue if we don't stop this. And, and the number of gender clinics which are exploding around the state. So stay with us. This is Linda Harvey on Mission America Radio. We will be right back following these messages. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. I know many of you join me in wishing and hoping that something could be done to slow down the speeding train that is promoting gender distortion in our culture to our kids. And with me today is Maria Polaris of the Cardinal Support Network, and we are talking about mm-hmm. this whole issue and about a bill that is down at the Ohio State House, House Bill 454. The SAFE Act, which stands for Save Adolescents from Experimentation, that would do a lot to uh, overcome overcome this. And it's going to be a challenge because, you know, all of the deception and lies of the progressive lobby that thinks this is just a fantastic thing for kids, they're all it's all going to come out, but we need to stand strong. So, Maria, uh, who are the sponsors of the 454, the that House bill? Uh, we have Representative Click, he's the main sponsor, and Grendel. Okay. Okay, um, they're, yeah. yeah, they're really uh, great Republican yeah. uh, representatives down at the state house. And what what committee is it, be, are any hearings being heard in? Sure, it's in the Family, Aging, and Human Services Committee, and the chair is Susan Manchester, and she's okay. um, in the 84th District. Okay. And so um have so people should be calling their own representatives to urge them that when this comes up and we hope it does come up soon in the on the floor of the house and gets out of committee um and call representative Manchester as well and and give her support and um you know call and tell them what you think about this bill. So have other bills like this passed in other states? I think Arkansas is working on the same sort of bill, um, I think only one, the one state, I think, I was yes. thinking it is Arkansas. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I yeah. understand too. And um, yeah. so one of the things that would happen, it would limit uh, the reimbursement at least uh, on these gender clinics. How many of these clinics are there now in Ohio that are swiftly rushing kids into uh, gender transition? There are seven, and they're usually, they're all tucked inside children's hospitals. So Cincinnati Children's, so we got Cincinnati, Mm -hmm. Dayton, Nationwide Children's in Columbus, uh, Akron, uh, Akron. uh, Cleveland Clinic, Mm -hmm. Um, yes. University University in in Cleveland, do they have a clinic as well? They do, yeah. And their their children's clinic is attached to the adult clinic and if you want to go on their website they're actually advertising the bilateral mastectomies online and and so many the trend is as far as of course they will give opposite sex hormones to kids uh but the teenagers but the trend is that younger and younger girls 
are eligible, minor girls even, for the bilateral mm -hmm. mastectomies. That healthy breast tissue is being amputated because of somebody's idea in their head. Exactly. And, and it could be their parents' idea. Right. Um, right. As far as that goes, yeah. Uh, what um, what are some of the what? Are, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say you have this. Now you have a famous child. You have a special child, and you, the parent gets a lot of attention from that too. Right. So, yeah. Right. What are some of the harms that uh, all of the different medications and then the surgery? Uh, what are the harms to the body? I mean, we have healthy bodies only because of what's in your head. You're going in for this severe treatment, and they think this is a wonderful thing. What are some of the harms that could happen here? Well, for the girls, um, obviously a bilateral mastectomy is, is permanent, and you can't get that tissue back, so you can't breastfeed. And, um, and then for the testosterone, eventually it will attack your the walls of your uterus, so they're there's been emergency hysterectomies, and and then after a while, of course, the beards, all of everything, the voice, all of that's permanent with testosterone. But there's cardiac problems, there's bone density problems from the puberty blockers. You know, if a child, a son, a little boy is is started these in Tanner stage two, I believe, that will chemically castrate them. So they're they never grow. Their their genitals never grow. And the detransitioners are pretty much, they have no sexual function or no, you know, no, um, when you, uh, as far as yeah. any kind of, um, pleasure. I'm sorry, I'm like, they... a blank. <laughs> yeah. No pleasure, well, which, you know, yeah. that's a pretty big deal. Um, and it's then a... some of these women, the young girls are stating that it actually is painful to have intercourse. And and, yeah. and so that's really why, uh, like Lisa Whitman did a, a study on this and interviewed a bunch of detransitioners, and 60% basically stated that they stopped because of the the side effects that were hap that were happening. Right. And um, it's it's just so it's just just the way they isolate these kids um, and all the complications. They're saying that over. Um, 55%, I think it said, that they said they didn't receive any really mental evaluation from a doctor or a mental health professional before starting. And in Ohio, they can walk into Planned Parenthood at 18 and get the drugs, which are a class three right. substance that testosterone is. It's addictive and it's dangerous and it's not approved for females. Well, and the other um, the other issue that they always use is this they with parents, they play the suicide card, is that if you don't do this, your parent, your child is probably going to commit suicide. How, what is the reality there? We only have about a minute and a half, so. So the reality is this population doesn't, you know, it has the same suicide risk as depressive or, you know, anxiety, other mental health um, problems. So it's the suicide. I don't think there's any suicides actually in the last couple of years because of being identifying as transgender. The reality of suicide is, is that as adults, the biggest study followed every kid or and, and young adult, and it, it actually increases suicide by 20%. So after transition, that's after yeah. transitioning. Right. It doesn't, so, it doesn't solve yeah. the problem that they want to solve. And, and, no. but every parent is manipulated by that, right? 
Right. Exactly. It is. It does strike fear in a parent. You know, it really because, does. especially if there's already been attempts. Yeah. And we're going to have so, to wrap um, up there. Yeah. I, there's so much more we could say. <laughs> I just <laughs> applaud what you're doing, Maria. And uh, uh, give us the website quickly. Sure. It's cardinalsupportnetwork.com. So I ask my listeners to pray for you and for your network and to contact you if they have any interest in uh, information that they want um, about this. And for us to work on this bill, folks, call your representatives. You know, they need to hear from you. They need to hear from you. And I ask you to just keep up with this and do not believe the lies of the left. They, many of them have good intentions, but they don't know what they're talking about. This is very harmful to kids and we all know it. Just remember friends, just remember that with God, all things are still possible. Have a great day.